Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hello there. Welcome back. This is going to be for Matthew chapter 18. Now remember that in the previous lesson, or one of the previous ones, we uh, already covered some of Matthew 18. So we're going to pick it up in verse 10, uh, because before we had read some of the Mark and Luke's that were the same. So we're going to go to Matthew 18 verse 10. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father who is in heaven. Elder McConkie said, Should they die before arriving at the years of accountability, their angels, or spirits, being pure and clean, are qualified to return to the presence of the Father. That is, they are saved in the celestial kingdom of heaven. Verse 11, For the Son of Man is come to to save that which was lost. And to call sinners to repentance, but these little ones have no need of repentance, and I will save them. How think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains, and seek that which is gone astray? And if it so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more over that which is lost, than over the ninety and nine which went not astray. Even so it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish." It is reasonable to assume that Jesus taught his parables and stories many times, repeated them for different audiences. Even the Sermon on the Mount may have been taught at different times to different people. The story of the shepherd leaving the 99 sheep and finding the lost animal, as told in the Gospel of Luke, was also given on another occasion in chapter in Matthew 18. In both cases, God's concern for the lost soul is the main point, that in light of the Pharisees and scribes' self-righteousness, the story's moral also becomes a caricature of smugness when the Savior says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Actually, Jesus recognized that no person is exempt from repentance, nor did his disciples make any exceptions. John the Beloved, for example, insisted that if any, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Thus, the phrase, just persons, which need no repentance, is ironic, for no such persons exist. Willard Richards' rough notes of the Prophet Joseph Smith 1843 sermon show that the Prophet compared the one sh- the one hundred sheep with one hundred Pharisees and Sadducees. The Prophet then said, "If you if you Pharisees and Sadducees are in the sheepfold, I have no mission for you. I am sent to look up the lo- the sheep that was lost. I will back him up and make joy in heaven." Note how, according to the prophet's explanation, the characters in the parable, shepherd, lost sheep, and sheep in the fold, reflect the the situation Christ was facing. The divine searcher, the repentant minority, and the group of people who were so self-righteous that they would not repent. That was by Richard Anderson. Elder McConkie said, "The, The emphasis is on keeping the sheep from getting lost, on showing how precious the sheep are, and on how reluctant the shepherd is to lose even one. And as he, the chief shepherd, does, so also should we do who are his servant shepherds. Also, to liken the scriptures to ourselves, we are lost sheep, and the Savior goes into the wilderness to find us and bring us back. Verse 15, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. 
Talk of offenses privately between you and the person with whom you have a, a disagreement. Don't gossip about this situation to others. Verse 16, But if he will not hear thee, then take thee with thee one or two more. In other words, other priesthood holders, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican. In section 82, verse 88, it clarifies this. It says, If thy brother or sister offend thee, thou shalt take him or her between him or her and thee alone. And if he or she confess thou, thou shalt be reconciled. And if he or she confess not, thou shalt deliver him or her up unto the church, not to the members, but to the elders. And, to, and it shall be done in a meeting, and that not before the world. And if thy brother or sister offend many, he or she shall be chastened before many. And if anyone offend openly, he or she shall be rebuked openly, that he or she may be ashamed. And if he or she confess not, he or she shall be delivered up unto the law of God. Back to the scripture, verse 18. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, that they shall ask that they may not ask amiss, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. In other words, unity in prayer. For there, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft should, shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. This means that we are to forgive perfectly, completely. Remember the number seven means perfection. So when he says seventy times seven, he means that we should, we should forgive them perfectly. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king who would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one, with, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. This is millions of dollars. And Herod's yearly income was 900 talents. So this is 10,000 talents. But, but for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. And the servant besought him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence, approximately three months' wages of a poor working man. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very, very, very sorry or distressed, and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, and said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldst thou not also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity or compassion on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that, he, all that was due him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if you from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. If we want to be forgiven, we must forgive. What would Jesus answer if you asked him what you must do to repent? He would say, ask and then forgive others. So that's all the reading for today, and we will see you next time. Bye.